Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second Redeem the Time podcast. This is Levi Myers. And this is Chase Noblin. And today we're excited to be back with you guys. Um, We said in the last podcast we were going to hopefully upload once a month. um, And we were so fired up after the last one that we decided (laughs) to get back on the horse already. So here we are. Yeah, quick turnaround for sure. But we're really excited about this podcast. Um, It's the first of hopefully four of sort of more in-depth, deep dive uh, looks into the four different topics that we introduced at the end of our last podcast that we wanted to cover. So those were Bible study, prayer, faith building, and now this one, which is helping others during this time of crisis. Yeah. How do we support each other and and what can we do to redeem the time by supporting other people. Um, So we really want to kind of look into that. Just to get started, I find, I don't know if you find this at all, but I'm finding I'm actually connecting in some ways more, not necessarily more, but I would say with with a broader range of people now than before this epidemic started. Yeah, so true. Yeah, like you and I, you're, you're from BC. I'm from Ontario and here we are deciding to start a podcast. Like that's one, one example, but all kinds of friends. I've been talking to friends from Australia, friends in different parts of Canada that normally I just wouldn't connect with as much, but you're reaching out because you're not getting that on an everyday level, that human interaction, but you're really connecting with your friends and family. And I think that's so important. And that's definitely a positive that's come from this. And it's, it's something that, you kind of have to make the make the best of the situation uh, for sure. And you got to be, um, you have to have some ingenuity, you know, when it comes to this, this kind of situation. Um, it's very easy to kind of let things, let things slide, right? It'd be so easy to just, you know, take up different hobbies for yourself, um, you know, kind of throw yourself into more, uh, you know, self-serving activities, but, you know, having those, those phone calls with people from afar, like you're mentioning, but ways to kind of reach out to people and have conversations, uh, doing reading groups. That's another thing that I've, that I've heard a lot of people have done. And, and um, Megan and I, my wife, have had the opportunity to be involved in a few of those as well. And it's such a great opportunity to, you know, sit down with your Bibles open and, you know, kind of have discussion. And, and it kind of brings back that familiarity that I think, um, we're losing. I mean, we used to meet before this, this all happened four times a week, three, four times a week with our brothers and sisters and to have that taken away. Um, it's really, uh, potentially damaging. Um, and so you got to really be intentional, I think, in bringing in these, these different ways of connecting on a spiritual level. Right. I think all these things are so good. Um, and, uh, it's all it's all good and well and easy to talk about these kind of things, but actually putting them into practice is the important part, right? So like getting these things on your calendar, actually going out and setting these things up and doing it, that's the key because we can talk about it all day, but, but it's really about going out there and, and getting these things set up. Right, and that can be challenging to do. I mean, trying to organize your schedule with other people, especially when you're setting up things with people from afar, right? Like Australia or even the distance that we have. Um, again, it kind of takes that effort. You know, you've really got to prioritize um, someone else's needs over your own. Um, make time in the day for those opportunities to connect with others. Um, I think is is a very big piece of this as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, one verse that I'd love to to quickly um, pull up on that. Sure. It's uh, 
It comes from John. It's first John chapter three. First John chapter three says, little children, let us not love in word or in talk, but in deed and in truth. And I think that's such an important thing because um, as I was saying before, we can sit here and talk about how, you know, we can do this or we can do that or we can do all these things. But putting them into practice is the key. And the reason I keep stressing this is because um, I know for myself, it I have a tendency to say a lot of things sometimes. And maybe like in my head, I have all these ideals of what to do. But then life gets really busy and, you know, little things pop up and like I run a business. So um, if I get really crazy with work, uh, then some of these things get put to the side. So it's all about figuring out how to put these things front and center and, and really like, like you said, getting them into your schedule. And I just think that's a really good verse for that because so often we can say we're going to do something, but just like putting it into practice and, and really doing things to help other people. So important. Right. And, and Colossians uh, three that echoes that same, uh, that same thought. It says, whatever you do in word and deed, and it does use a word there in a different, in a different way, but it's highlighting the same principle, which is, you know, you can't, you have to take that extra step to really, you know, go to people and put these things to bring these things to life in your life. Yeah. So it's, it's a challenging um, thing, especially now. Um, but certainly that's, uh, that's one of the, you know, main priorities that I see coming out of these, these verses that we're looking at here. So um, just to switch gears a little bit, I wonder if we could talk about some, some th- other things that we can do like outside of the box of maybe what we would normally do to help other people. Is there anything we can do to like really be creative? I know we've touched a little bit on the like spiritual needs, but, but what can, what can we do to, to physically go out there and support other people in, in this time? Yeah. And this is, this is such a big priority. Um, one thing I just want to, uh, one verse I want to uh, give on that uh, just to kind of help frame our discussion. So if I go over to, if we go over to first Timothy uh, chapter five, so first Timothy chapter five, um, and it's in verse eight, uh, it says, but if anyone does not provide for his family and especially members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And this is actually in the context of providing for, for widows, or in this, in this instance, you could extrapolate that it's those in need. Um, and it does highlight, especially those in your own house, um, but it's talking about everybody providing for the physical needs of those within your, your scope of care, right? And so we think about, okay, who's in our scope of care? Well, we have our, you know, our, our immediate families. But what about our, you know, our neighbors and our friends and people within our community, um, whether they're believers or not? I think there's a real emphasis here um, in Timothy and a number of other passages, um, hopefully some of them we'll look at, where, you know, the, the strength of this can't be denied. It says, um, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You know, and, and the reason I think for this, the strong language there is that if you're not loving in deed and in truth, right? If you're not worshiping in deed and in truth, which is that uh, first John passage that you brought up, then what really is your religion worth? Yeah. And this goes really into a whole like topic on like faith and works, which you can look at in James, maybe we'll go there, but it's such an interesting thing to think about because like we have, 
we have this faith, right? And obviously it comes from God's word. And it's something that's such a focus in our lives. And it's something that drives really everything we do. And this is really where it certainly should. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly should. And, and this is really where the rubber meets the road. Like, like really, like you think of that, the verse in James that I'm talking about faith without works (laughs) is literally described as dead. (laughs) Like literally described as being dead, which when you put that, when you think about that is so powerful like we need we need to not just fill our minds with god's word not just have a theoretical knowledge on like what we're supposed to do but we're supposed to put these things into practice in our lives and this is this goes well and beyond just like providing for the spiritual needs of others this is like every facet of the truth of god's word right like this is this is the outworking of his word in our life you know, whether that's providing for others or whether that's, you know, staying away from sin in our lives or whether that's, you know, all these different things that, that scripture tells us we should be doing, right? Watching and praying and focusing on the kingdom and, and putting our focus on God. A little bit of a tangent here, but I think it's important because that really is the overarching theme of, of this podcast is this is a really kind of bad phrase and cliche, but it's like, put your money where your mouth is, you know, don't just, don't just say you believe something, show it. I'm interested in your thoughts on that. hundred percent. It's, it's, it's such a key. It's the whole essence of being a true believer is that it changes you. Right. And we can, we can look at, you know, tons of verses on that. Right. Um, you know, be not conformed to this world, but be, um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. That transformation, that's Romans 12, that transformation, right. It, it trickles into every aspect of your life. Just to circle and underline this point about high, about being there and caring for the physical needs of others. You know, that, that Timothy verse we, we talked about earlier, you mentioned James and it's, it's here in James. It says pure religion and undefiled before God, the father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. But that word visit, it means to care for, you know? And Mm. so you think about like to provide for, and it says in their affliction, right? So if you, you think about, um, you know, a situation in your life, someone that you know, who is, who is needful of something, whether it's uh, an elderly sister in your church, right? Someone that might be at this, at this time, particularly, especially if they're a widow, yeah, you know, being on their own, hugely at risk health wise. Think about the implications of what this verse in James is talking about. It's saying pure religion and undefiled is this. It's to go and visit that sister. And we think about it, it, it encapsulates mm. everything about being a believer, right? That's it's, right. It's kind of, it's, it's putting others first. It's not, you know, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to lock myself up at home and, and do Bible study all day, or, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pray for that sister, right? Those are good things to do. Yes. But the need here in James is to actually meet the physical needs. And you use that phrase, put your money where your mouth is, go to that person, go grocery shopping for them, provide for their physical needs. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but I think there's one other piece we can, we can develop on afterwards. If you have any thoughts. 
Yeah, I, I think I will just quickly read one of the verses from James. Um, okay. And it's that verse right there in verse 18, because this this kind of really just reiterates what we've been saying. It says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's about going out there and really showing your faith through what you do. I'd rather see an exhortation or a sermon or whatever. I'd rather, I'd rather see it than hear it, right? You know, someone can right. be on a podium and, and tell you all these things that you should do in your life. But if they get off that podium and, and they're not doing it themselves, how is that faith? Like, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, really allowing these things to come to life and to kind of get off the page, right? Because we can read our Bibles, we, we hear about these principles, but we're not actually putting them into practice. And that's where I think that, um, you know, I'd rather see an exhortation than hear one any day really, really comes out strongly where, you know, it's all good and well, it's easy to kind of get up and say these things, right? If that's all you're doing, that's easy to get up and say what's right. But to actually go out and do what's right um, is very, very difficult. And, and it's, it takes a lot of thought. You know, sometimes it's just, it's just an error of omission, right? You, that you, you're not aware of the needs of somebody else. Um, and so, you know, how are you able to, to meet that? I think I want to maybe, why don't we go over to Leviticus 19? I think this is kind of along the same lines. I don't want to go off from this subject too early. Yep. Um, so in Leviticus 19 verse 9, it says when you, and this is talking about, um, this is back in the time when the children of Israel um, were wandering in, in the wilderness. Um, and it says, uh, when you reap the harvest of your land, this is instructions for, for how to be once you become a landowner, uh, once you enter the, the nation of Israel um, uh, at the end of their journey. It says, verse 9, when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge. Neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You will leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. So there from the very beginning in the law of Moses, we see this emphasis on care for others, on mm-hmm. putting your physical, um, you know, whether it's money or goods or, or these, these actual you know, assets in our life, physical things that we have about providing to others from our own uh, kind of bank accounts. Right, this idea of not plowing the edge of your field, leaving them for those that have need. And we think about the people around us, like our, like our neighbors. You know, um, is there a situation where we can provide for them uh, from what we have? And maybe it's not our neighbors. Maybe it's you know, a, a different groups. But I think it just really drives the point home that we need to be kind of putting our money where our mouth is, um, yeah. and not just allowing our faith to be something that we, you know, kind of we don't bring into practice. I think that is so interesting. And it's really interesting when you look at God's overall view of how we treat people in specifically in relation to giving, giving to others in scripture. It's like a, it's a whole study. It's a whole train of thought you can follow. And basically what you find when you start looking into it is this is really a big part of what God expects of us is to give of ourselves 
obviously spiritually, obviously that's so important to preach God's word, to share the message with others. And we'll touch on that as well a bit more after this maybe, but um, that, that whole attitude towards giving is super important. And God, God goes through this all throughout scripture, right from the beginning, like verses like Leviticus that we just looked at versus like Deuteronomy chapter 15, Deuteronomy chapter 15 talks about the year of release. And basically it's talking about every seven years, there's a year of release where um, you basically forgive the debt um, in the land. And um, one of the verses that follows this is in verse eight. And it says, um, or actually let's start in verse seven. It says, if, if among you, one of your brothers become poor in any of the towns within your land that give that the Lord God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut up your hand against your poor brother, but you will open your hand to him. And so God's attitude mm. towards giving is really that of opening our hands. It's that it's a picture of opening our hands towards those who are in need. And it says, and lend him sufficient for his need, whatever it may be, you know, whether that's, whether that's spiritual, whether that's physical, whether that's just food or whether that's finances, it doesn't matter. This is, this is the attitude God has. So this is the attitude we need to have. Right. That idea of opening the hand is, is such a, such a strong image, right? It's, you know, what, like when you think about, when you think about the verse of it, right. Having a closed fist, you know, you want to hang on to what you have, you know, there's, where's the room for God in that? Where is that? Where is Christ in that kind of behavior, right? This withholding kind of, um, uh, kind of method to your life. And I just feel like, um, there's so many benefits to being, to being a help to others that it just, it just seems to be a very practical thing that God, uh, that God uh, lays out for us as well. You know, this idea of, of giving generously. Um, And I mean, if, if, when you look at a lot of the issues we have in the world around us, I mean, they can really be, be traced back to, you know, an unequal distribution of, of wealth and goods and, um, there's a real emphasis, especially now, um, as things kind of get worse economically, to for those of us that have the ability to provide for others um, and to right. have that open hand. And it's, sometimes, it's so important now. Sometimes that can seem like a really big thing. Like, I don't know how to put this, but sometimes we can think like, oh, in order to give, I have to be able to give a lot. You know what I mean? Like right, I have to be right. able to, maybe it maybe it's like a certain dollar figure in our minds or something, but it's like, no, that's not the point. That is not the point. The point is we have so much. Whether that's, you know, like especially when you compare ourselves to like here in Western countries, the third world we have so much. Anything you can give, that's the point. And the point is the attitude. The point isn't I'm doing this for show, I'm not doing this to to show off that I'm giving. The point is to do this because it's the right thing to do because we want to, because it shows our faith by our actions instead of just going around saying we're going to do things. And it's the spirit of Christ. And I like that you touched on that a few seconds ago, because the spirit of Christ is always what we're looking to in scripture. It's the most powerful thing. And every day, this is what he did. He fed people who, who, who followed him and heard his message. He fed them, obviously, both spiritually and physically. Um, and he did this every day, whether it was healing, whether it was, was, whether it was feeding, 
uh, whether it was giving the message of God, he, he was the perfect example of this. And that is the most powerful thing to us, especially, you know, we're trying to be a reflection of Christ in our lives. How can we do that? How can we see what he did and um, emulate that for ourselves and, and start, to, start, start to show off his, his attitude to others around us as well? Because I think that's really what we're trying to do here. Right. I mean, Colossians 3.17, whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And there's this, this real emphasis that, you know, getting back to our motivation, you know, are we, and this is the other side of this that we've, we haven't talked about, is our open hand self-serving? Is it a way for us to feel good about ourselves? Is it a way for us to look good to other people? Right. Or is it, just simply a byproduct. It's just coming out of us because we've internalized our faith to the point. We've internalized the example of our Lord to the point that we're instinctively doing the things that he spent his whole three years on this earth doing and has been doing ever since, right? In terms of his ministry, you know, like it's, it's, it, it becomes yeah. intrinsically part of your, of your worship. That is opposed- such such yeah, a, it, sorry, I was just going to say it's such an important thing to keep in mind as you go, as you go through this because it's so easy. Like it's so easy to feel to feel pride, um, even when you don't mean to. But it's 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 it is easy to feel kind of prideful about these kind of things because they are good and like they are nice to do. Um, but that is obviously an attitude that that is has really no place because that's not the point. The point is supposed to be placed on others. The point is supposed to be outward. You know, it's supposed to be showing your faith and demonstrating your faith. And it's not about, um, it's not demonstrating it in a sense of like, look at me. It's demonstrating right. it in a sense of look at Christ. Exactly. Right. There's a, there's a brother. Um, he's, he's since passed away. A brother, Bob Lloyd, you, you remember him well. Um, he, uh, he has this, um, this phrase he says, or he had, you, you might be the only Bible that someone ever reads, Right. You might be the mm. only Christ they're like ever that. introduced to, right? Because they they've only heard, you know, um, you know, maybe um, maybe they have a misconception, maybe they have no awareness at all, and so just by the way you live, you provide an opportunity for people to come in contact with Christ. So this so is I a good segue with. into preaching. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. We can transition to preaching. I think um, maybe just to start off that conversation. So back in Colossians chapter uh, four now, uh, so where we come into contact with the phrase redeeming the time, it actually comes up in the context of preaching and also prayer, which is interesting. Um, But Paul, uh, who's writing uh, the letter to uh, the Colossians, uh, he says this. So I'll just read um, beginning Colossians chapter four, starting in verse two, it says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to Mm. declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I'm in prison. So just to pause there, when you think about kind of putting your money where your mouth is, you know, Paul was putting his body on the line for preaching, preaching the truth, right? He's in prison at this point and Roman prisons were not, not an easy place. Continues on that. I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Verse five, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you might know how you ought to answer each person. And I think this idea of walking with wisdom, 
towards outsiders. Uh, that seems a little intentional. Um, and But really the point he's trying to make is that by the way you live, you provide an opportunity for God to reach out to others. And it's partly in the way you speak, but it's also in the way you live, right? Paul was converting people while he was in chains. He was a living example of hmm. what he believed. And so I think people um, would see the complete lack of hypocrisy in him, right? Because he was um, so taken with the example of Christ, so taken with the gospel um, that it had, it had transformed him, right? Going back to that, that Romans passage. And so I think, you know, when we think about you know, practical ways um, that this kind of comes out, um, this, all the, this example that we've been talking about, about kind of putting your money where your mouth is, um, that preaching is really a big winner in that situation. When yeah. you really are showing your beliefs by the things you do, right? You're, you're worshiping not in um, speech, but in, in, in deed and in truth. Um, you know, in the way that you live, it's a very mm. powerful preaching tool. Yeah, I, I absolutely hundred percent. And, and there's no better way to preach. And let's touch on this because, um, the word preach can be so uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like such an uncomfortable yeah. word. Um, and, and that's, I think because of the connotations that come along with it. Um, you often hear, um, you know, of people like talking about like, uh, just like, don't be so preachy or like, don't be in my face with the Bible or like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, there is, or Bible thumpers or whatever, whatever it is. Like I've, I've heard some of these kind of, um, these phrases. And I think there's a, oh, totally, there's a real reason for them. I think sometimes the way we preach can be, um, less effective if that makes sense. Right. So, yeah, totally. You can have less effective ways to be a preacher. So sometimes preaching just becomes something you feel the need to do, right? As opposed to something that you're really interested in seeing results from, right? That's right. And this comes back to our theme of, you know, caring for others. If you have true care for others, you're far more concerned with the effectiveness of your preaching than, right. the, than you know, it's kind of your quantity, like the the benefit that that you get in God's eyes for being a preacher, right? And and Paul highlights that here in, in Colossians chapter chapter four as well. He says, hmm. you know, walk in wisdom, right? Let your speech always be gracious, right? He's saying it's there are good ways and bad ways to to preach. Yeah, I think that that really is the difference. It's 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 the attitude that you have towards it. Like number one, like sometimes you see people um preaching or I shouldn't even say that, but like you could come across as somebody who's being very judgmental. You could come across as someone who's very condescending or, or a know-it-all. So it, I think it's important to recognize that that is how a lot of people do view it and come at it from an angle where that's taken out of the equation. Um, I think part, like, part of doing that is, like we just said, like re, rethinking of preaching for ourselves and making sure we're approaching it from a place of genuinely wanting to help because that's really the only reason we should be doing it. Um, and uh, aside from obviously spreading God's word and spreading his message and, and spreading his glory, but that's the reason for ourselves. We should be doing it. Those reasons, right? Not, not for selfish reasons, not for looking smart, not for being condescending or being prideful. Um, yeah. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I think that's it's that's such a powerful point. You know, we've talked about mindset quite a bit, um, and I think it's 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 coming out, especially now in preaching, as we talk about preaching, that you know, if we're doing things for Christ, um, then it's really Him who's going to be providing the increase, right? And there's a, there's many passages, right? God will give the increase, right? Mm. God is the one who's going to provide that increase. And so if we follow the example of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? And we're, we're, we're living the way he did, and maybe we're following his preaching techniques, right? And we're trying to reach out to others out of genuine care and not for self-interest. You know, God is going to bless those activities. And so That's you right. think about, you know, having a, the, a bad mindset, not to say that God couldn't work through that too, but having a, a bad mindset, I think... It's, 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 you know, you're kind of reducing um, the opportunity for God to work in that. If it's more about yourself and your effectiveness as a preacher yeah. um, and bringing the word to others, then, you know, God, you know what? where's, where's the room for God in that? Here, here's the mindset. Here's the mindset you should have. And this, this will, if you have this mindset, you will never go wrong with preaching. God gives us an Let's analogy in the Bible and it says the kingdom of heaven is like to a merchant of fine pearls. And when he found the pearl of great value, he went out and sold all that he had and he bought it. He bought that pearl and, it, and it's called mm. the pearl of great price. And the message right. of hope in the Bible, the message of the kingdom, the message of salvation, anyone who, has, who, who approaches preaching from the mindset of having this pearl of great price, this message of salvation, this message of hope, how could you not give that to somebody and genuinely want for them to be a part of that? Genuinely want for people to share in that hope, to share in that beautiful picture of the kingdom that God gives to us in his word. If you, if you come at it with that mindset, you, can, you can't go wrong. It, 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 you couldn't couldn't say it any better than that. It's it's how do how do we feel personally about our faith? I mean, if our preaching is is self serving, then we really don't have much care for the faith that we're preaching, because the faith that we're preaching should engender in us the spirit that you're referring to, which is it's that pearl of great price. It's the thing that we've been so fortunate to have uncovered by the grace of God. We have this like, this understanding. We have the opportunity to be a part of the faith that we have, to to understand the Bible, to understand God, to know about His Son, His plan and purpose with the earth. That is a pearl of great price. It's exactly what you're, it's, it's just such a a beautiful um, parable to sell everything. Right? It goes back to providing for physical needs of others. Right? That's the idea of selling everything as well. Right? Mm. It all, it's all connected. Self-sacrifice, self-sacrifice, which is, is the message of Christ. He was the ultimate sacrifice in the end, right? It's, right. Uh, it's, it's so good. It is so good. Right. Christ is the ultimate example, right? Greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. It's, that's the ultimate in terms of providing for others. Christ provided us with the opportunity to have eternal life, Right. So when That's you think right. about, you know, providing for others, their physical needs and the need for us to do that as Christians, certainly, but what Christ did, 
right? He's the, he's the, he's the well that we drink from and have no need to drink from again. That's right. right. The wellspring the, of life. That's right. That's <laughs> the right. ultimate. Yeah. The ultimate, um, giver. Um, and I, yeah, that's, I love, I love that. It's so good. Yeah. And just to add context to that, it, the, the, the reference there is, uh, to the Samaritan woman by the well. And, uh, she says, you know, I, I just need to draw some water. And he says, you know, if you come to me, you'll never thirst again. Right. And yeah. it's, so that's the principle is that what Christ has offered to everybody, you know, isn't a, isn't a, you know, once saved, always saved, you know, you arrive and, and you're, you're, you're saved. It's a life changing process to take on the gospel message, to, to put on Christ, to take up our cross and to follow him. Right. But if we do, there's the opportunity that he is, that that's been provided through him by God to have eternal life. And, and that's the ultimate in, in terms of providing for, for others. Right. And just to, just to think about that, you know, on the subject of Christ and, and, you know, when we, when we're talking about, you know, not plowing to the edge of our fields and, you know, having an open hand and all these different things that the Bible is pulling out when it talks about putting our money where our mouth is and, and caring for the physical needs of others, you know, Christ, it, it, he had, you know, sweat pouring down his head, like it was great drops of blood, right? This is Christ yeah. right, right before um, the cross. And to think about the sacrifice there, I mean, how much reason more than do we have? to, you know, provide of our, our physical needs, you know, our, our time, you know, so maybe we have to stay up a bit late. Maybe we're a bit tired tomorrow for work because we were, you know, trying to be a support to someone else. We were, we were on a phone call with someone from a different time zone and we had to stay up a bit late, you know, <laughs> think about what Christ put himself through yeah. to save us. Right. It's just an amazing, I think it's, it's having the example. It's such a, it's such a masterstroke by God that we have someone like Christ to look to as an example, because it just puts our lives in perspective, you know? Yeah, it really does. It really, really does. And there's always so much more that we can do when we look at his example, right? Like he was literally perfect. He was the ultimate example. And that, that's great because that gives us always something to strive for. Um, it always gives us a goal. And uh, just sort of to bring this full circle, like yeah, we talk about these things, we talk about uh, really two main ways that we can support others in this time of difficulty and really any time because we should always be doing these things, but, but really providing for two things, one, the physical needs of others. And, and this is not in particular order. Cause I think actually really, if we were to say one, it would be the spiritual needs of others. And, and two, to be able to, um, in essence, put our money where our mouth is and give of the physical things where necessary whether that's financial, whether that's um, physical in terms of like food and to really provide this spirit of giving in your life. And I think that's, that's what we're trying to drive home here is that's, that's the, that's one amazing way that we can redeem the time is use our time, use every opportunity of our time that we Mm. get to provide for others. And, and that's, yeah, that, that is the goal. That is the goal of this particular episode of the podcast is to, to, to brainstorm those ideas, to, to hash these ideas out and to think about, think about it and, and why we do this, the, uh, why we do this and, and why we should do this. And if we can each, um, 
make a conscious decision to do more for others, I think the world will just be a better place overall. Right. And it's, you know, this side of the kingdom and in, in these situations, you know, kind of taking that time and putting in that energy and that effort now to be a support to others is just bringing them that much closer, I think, to the kingdom. And that's, I think, really the real emphasis here when we think about providing for others' physical needs, providing for their spiritual needs, you know, trying to be a, a source of encouragement and strength to them. It's about walking together, right? And we all need the support of each other um, because we have a greater goal in mind. And I don't think we can, you know, emphasize that enough that, you know, all of this is in service of that great end goal, which is to be a part of what God has planned for this earth. And I think when you have it in that greater context, you know, all the things that we can be doing now, it just makes it that much more urgent. It makes it that much more urgent that we, we be there for others. We, we yeah. kind of, you know, make ourselves secondary in some instances. Like we really, really need to be, especially now in such unique times, to be intentional, intention, intentional about being a, a source of encouragement uh, to others and being, having ingenuity and being inventive in the ways that we can continue to provide. You know, I think, um, there's one other piece of this, which is people's mental states. Mm, you know, huge. how are people doing mentally? We kind of touched on it a bit when we talked about spiritual needs, but yeah. mentally, this is, this has got to be, I mean, one of the toughest times for people, you know, when yep. it comes to loneliness and depression, um, you know, real mental health issues. Um, even before, anxiety. Even, bef- even before all this started happening, like, just the day, oh, and age, it's, day and age we're living yeah. in, it, like depression is is running rampant, and um, yeah, I think that is a really important topic, and um, to think about how how this um, effect of the pandemic will affect that even more, because I think people are getting more screen time, right? People are getting less physical activity, people are yep. stuck inside, and they don't have social interaction. It's it it is definitely. You know, I think we all feel it and it's easy to become a victim and say, oh yeah, you know, I feel that and I feel depressed. Like per- I'm, I'm speaking personally. I'm like, I know for myself, like you can fall almost, you can easily fall prey to that mentality of just like this, this is a horrible situation. And you know, you just, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, it just, it can get inside your head. You know what I mean? So I think on some level we're all affected by, by that kind of like mental, uh, mental health. Um, yeah, I, I really like the fact that you brought that up. So Chase, are there any verses that you can think about or um, a particular area of scripture that can help to sort of elaborate on this um, this topic? Yeah, so when we think about you know more mental health issues, uh, the Bible does have a lot to say on it. I think there's maybe one verse that I think about a lot when it comes to you know being a source of encouragement to others. Uh, who might be struggling, you know, from a mental health perspective, or might be feeling depressed or anxious, especially now. Philippians chapter four. Um, I think this is just a really powerful passage, and I think maybe I'd love to have some discussion with you on it. Um, beginning in verse four, Philippians chapter four, and uh, this is the Net Bible, but I think it it, it does a really good job of it. It says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." 
again I say rejoice. He starts this, this, sub, this uh, discussion out by talking about joyfulness. He says, let everyone see your gentleness. And I almost put in here the word because, because the Lord is near, right? So we think about the return of Christ. You know, we think that this, this pandemic is one of those indicators, right? The Lord is near. The return of Christ is, is right around the corner. Let everyone see your gentleness. Um, some of the verses, hmm. versions render it um, reasonableness. I think gentleness really fits with what he says next. He says, do not be anxious about anything. So now he's talking to you specifically, not the other person. He says, okay, you don't be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, tell your request to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I think when you think about this in context, he's saying, let everyone else see an example of gentleness of a lack of anxiety and of prayerful um, petitions to God, of, 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 of having God a part of your life. And so people that, that struggle with anxiety, um, and I've, I've, I've had firsthand experience with this, it's not easy to say to that person, okay, just don't be anxious about anything, right? Yeah, of course. This is a, it's a serious problem. So, but for those of us who want to be a, a source of encouragement to others, who have other issues, but in this area um, have some strength to be to be able to demonstrate to that person that that calmness to to let them see your gentleness and and sort of how God is 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 a part of your life and to try to you know bring them that that you know by having to calm yourself to kind of impart that to them and I think if we if we just take that a bit more broad stroke. This is a preaching implication as well, which is right now, while people are freaking out, freaking out about what's going on around us. I mean, I work in, um, in finance and, and, you know, just looking at the markets right now, it's just got people, you know, really, really scared and anxious. Yeah. But if we have a hope, then that anxiety in many respects doesn't extend to us, right? We have a hope out of the craziness. That's and right. so by sharing that, it actually becomes, you know, what people see, you're calm, you're the peace of God that dwells within you, right? That that can be a source of encouragement and, and preaching to, to those around you. If I can pause you there just for a second, I want to sure. make sure anyone listening to this doesn't think we're trying to say that you can just read this verse and um, suddenly you won't no. um, struggle with these things anymore. That's not what we're trying to say. We're not trying to, no. we're not, tr- we're not trying to fix the issue. We're not trying to say that, you know, we can, we can fix the issue for you. Obviously there's so much more to that, but what we're saying is this verse can help um, number one with, with people who know others who are, who are struggling with these things, provide the attitude that we should have towards them. Um, that gentleness, that's that, that kind spirit. And number two, this verse can help a little bit in providing some support to those people. And it's obviously a great verse to send to them. Um, but sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll let you keep going. Yeah, no, it's a good point to make because we're talking about clinic, like clinical anxiety. Um, there's it's, it's no, 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 that we can't, uh, we can't assume that, um, that we can be so simplistic about that. That's right. Um, this That's is more to referring to, you know, times when you know, someone is feeling anxious 
not that they're suffering with anxiety. It's a great point to make because that's a whole other can of worms. But I think right now we're all feeling a little anxious, right? Yes. Um, when we think about, you know, our jobs and, and the questions around our jobs um, and, you know, you being an entrepreneur and me being able to work from home, we've, we've, we have a bit of a, we granted a bit of respite there, but certainly I know people that have been touched with, with the economic ramifications of, oh, yeah. of not having work. And, and it's, I mean, those kind of things and being a source of, of calm and allowing um, them to see your hope, you know, and, and, you know, coming out, it's really valuable. You know, mm-hmm. if you're feeling excited right now about the, the, you know, the opportunity that this presents um, that Christ is around the corner, that's something people, they want to see, you know, and I think at a time when, when times have gotten so, so scary and difficult, um, the, the hope of, of being a Christian right now um, is really, uh, really, really powerful. And I've, I've seen that firsthand. Yeah. So that's, I, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. I just want to um, point out in this verse, the excellent phrasing um, of verse seven, where it says the peace of God, just that phrase, the yeah. peace of God. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that does for you, but it, that kind of gives me chills. Like the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding. Right. Will guard your hearts, but, guard your minds. And that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. They're like I, I don't even need to say anything to, to, to explain that. I, you read that and that just makes sense. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds. And that's that's such a good thing to focus on in this in this right. in this time. And that's that's the power of scripture too. And so we think about, you know, being a source of encouragement to others. Um, now more than ever is a time for us to share our hope, a time for us to share the Bible with others. You know, maybe that friend that you haven't really had the opportunity yet to speak to, they haven't shown enough interest yet in the Bible, or maybe they've been at first, you know, kind of strong against it. You know, this is what it has to offer us, that the peace of God can guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then that long list afterwards of all the wonderful things um, that we should be focusing on, that we have the opportunity to focus on um, from uh, from the, the word of God. And I think when you think about supporting other people, that's what you can offer them. Really. That's what we have the ability to offer people and, and which we should be offering um, to our brothers and sisters as well. Um, Because it's so easy to lose sight of the peace of God. right now. It's what everything else is so affected. It's so cool to just look at like scripture and just as you go through it, you read and like, we've talked about a few of these things, but like, (laughs) all these tools come up, all these tools for our life, like things that we can use um, in our lives to cope with situations, to help each other, to get through this journey to the kingdom. And it's just, it's scripture is full of it. And we have the opportunity to read it, to, to gain those things, to get that understanding and to put it into real action. And again, that's where the rubber hits the road to put these things into, into our daily lives. Um, and yeah, it's all tools. Like, you know, we have friendship as this beautiful thing that God has given us to, to connect and to bond us through these times. Right. And 
um, just, just other, other people, like we, we, we support each other and and that's so nice and that's so beautiful. And, and, and the spirit of giving, like you, th- you ever think about like the spirit of giving, it's, it's so great because it, it, you, when you see like, this is kind of a bad example, but you look at like a YouTube video of, um, where someone goes out and now maybe, maybe it's done for the wrong reasons or not, but it, it gives you, when you watch a YouTube video of someone doing something nice for other people, it makes you feel good. It, it gives that, that, um, that positive vibe, you know what I mean? And, and I, I, I love that about this type of thing is, is, um, seeing communities and, uh, churches and people doing such positive things in this time gives a little bit of positivity in, in a dark time. And it's just really nice. I don't know. I don't know if you feel that at all, but I, I certainly do. Yeah. And one of the things I mentioned earlier, you know, some of the different conversations I've been having with people about this topic, about being there for others, supporting others and being a source of encouragement. Um, you know, these things we see on social media, you know, they're often, you know, they're not related to to God in any way. Um, but they're, they're acts of kindness and that you're right. They provide a real, you know, sense of, uh, it's just a, a positive thing to witness, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Shouldn't yeah. we, yeah. I'm, shouldn't I'm we not, as I'm followers not to, of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like to dig into that any deeper other than the sense of like, like scripturally speaking, I'm just saying when people do good things, it, it creates a general sense of, of, of happiness, of positivity. Sorry, continue. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm hundred uh, percent what I'm thinking, which is, shouldn't we, you know, as followers of Christ, be involved in those things as well? Right now, more than ever, it's one thing to kind of see it happening, and you know, to kind of uh, um, be strengthened by it. And it's certainly that's that's definitely what these things do, that that breath of fresh air, right? But we need to be the ones that are involved in that as well, and to kind of take examples from from that, and to try to you know provide uh, that positivity to others, yep. you know, to get active really is what I'm trying to say to, to, you know, when you see these things, take it as an example and as uh, inspiration to get going yourself. Right. Because yep. if, if you got something out of it, if you needed that, you know, how much more to others. Right. And so, you know, being willing to, you know, maybe it's your social media accounts, you know, what have you been using them for self-promotion this whole time? You know, oh, look at me, this is me, you know, snowboarding, or this is me doing this or that, you know, why don't you take the opportunity to maybe share an encouraging verse or, you know, share, um, you know, something that kind of, that kind of lifted you up that day, you know, try to think about how we can gear our, our social media, um, as a way to be helpful to other people. I know we haven't really talked about social media. I'm kind of adding this in at the yeah. end, but um, it's definitely just kind of when we think about all the different things that we should be doing. It certainly we, ties we, into we mental that. health. It certainly ties into mental health and how, um, you know, how that affects us, like all the negativity we see on social media. Now we're not saying you can't post a snowboarding picture. It's just like, I think it, it is a, it's one of those actionable things. And maybe that's how we'll, we'll start to tie this up as we, we start to conclude this episode is, just yeah. like in, in the last episode, we talked about some actionable things. Maybe we'll talk about some a- actionable things that we can do um, to support others just to close off. So we kind of have a list and some ideas. And what we'd actually sure. love is for anyone listening, if you have any ideas that we haven't mentioned or some thoughts, please share it with us. I'm going to provide a link in the notes of this show. And if you guys check that out, you'll be able to, to leave us 
um, some information um, if you guys have any thoughts. So yeah, maybe we'll, we'll kick that off with social media, right? That's one thing we can do is to, to not continue the spread of negativity on social media and maybe just find ways to, to gear our accounts towards positive things. Right. And even, you know, a little off topic, but on a personal note, you know, if there's a lot of negativity on your social media, maybe do a clean out and maybe stop following a lot of things that, uh, that are negative and try following some, uh, some more beneficial things as well. So side note, but kind of thinking no, about how to curate important. a message that's positive. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I really like that. I think that that's something actionable we can probably all do because you know, totally. things, things oh, yeah. creep up. Um, another one is just texting, right? I find texting, it's such a little thing, but it can be, you know, it's, it's because it's such a little thing and it's so easy to do. It can be so nice because people say like, it's the little things that matter. It really are. Um, if you text someone a positive message or a positive Bible verse um, of encouragement, maybe just reach out to someone you haven't in a while and, and check in and see how they're doing. Yeah. One of the things that I've been getting a lot is people asking me, you know, um, if, if my family's okay, if the people in my circles are okay. Um, and I've tried to start kind of passing that forward where I'll ask people, you know, you know, how are you guys doing? How are maybe some, some people in your life that, that you're worried about? How are they doing? You know, try to, try to reach out in, in, in ways where, you know, you're really trying to dig to find out how that person's doing. And you show that like you have that genuine approach where you, they know that you're going to, you're going to try to do what you can for them. Um, if they need you. So I think that's been one of the, one of the ones that I've, I've definitely seen and just having that, taking that time to, you know, have that conversation with that person, discuss maybe their fears and their anxieties and, you know, try to, um, you try to support them, encourage them and, 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 you know, share. Yeah. I think that's so important now we're all kind of in the same boat. And uh, just another one random quick thing here. Remember with these things, like Yes, we're all feeling a particular sense of urgency now, but as this um, pandemic begins to slow and things begin to get back to normal, let's make a conscious effort to continue doing these things. You know, I'm not saying it's going to end soon. I have no idea when when things are going to clear up here, but as things begin to clear up, let's make sure we make a conscious effort to keep doing positive, supportive things for others because you can't go wrong. That's It's such a good thing. Um, any other thoughts, Chase, any other actionable things we can do? Uh, yeah, just to add to that, um, you know, one of the things that I've, that I've heard recently, um, from, a from a class a brother gave, uh, is he said, take this time now to set those routines. We talked about uh, that a lot in our last podcast, you know, like you're saying, you know, if you're finding you're reaching out to people a lot more than you used to, don't let um, that's that change, right? And when this all, if this does all shake out and, and life goes back to normal, which I don't think we, we, we see that it will, it'll look different, but things will certainly improve. Um, and we shouldn't allow the improvement of the things around us to result in us, uh, kind of letting, um, the, the good habits we, we put in place now to be a support exactly. to others start to slip. Um, one other thing we're going to talk about prayer, uh, later, but, um, just on a personal note, uh, one of the things that's been really, really uh, beneficial um, for me is to try to pray for other people. It's so simple, but be specific um, and, and really try to, you know, come to God with the problems of others. Uh, it's very, very uh, powerful um, if you're yep. specific and intentional. And Prayer um, is powerful. Pa- prayer, yeah, prayer is God powerful. will hear your prayer. 
Yeah. And, and yeah, we'll discuss that again. Cause that's a great topic for a podcast episode. Um, specifically speaking of like going back to like the elderly, um, yeah. if there's anyone, if there's anyone, you know, who can't go out or who really shouldn't be going out and getting groceries or, or whatever it may be, just either maybe just dropping them off um, some groceries or bringing them uh, maybe like a, a letter or a note or something just to encourage them doing something for that person thinking of those people in isolation and, and trying to some way to support them in whatever way it may be. Um, those are, I think people that we should definitely be thinking of. Um, if yeah. you know any, if you know any frontline healthcare workers, hundred percent do something for them. If you can send them a message, maybe send them a gift card so they don't have to cook, like whatever it is, like do something because they're obviously carrying us all right now. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an awesome point. Yeah. So anything else? I think that's a good start. Yeah. I think that's definitely a good start. And like you um, said, um, people can reach out to us uh, through the link you'll provide. And um, maybe uh, in our next podcast, we can do a quick inbox and, and try to address some of those and, and, and mention some of those, um, those suggestions. Yeah. And I, I do actually have one more thing here. Oh yeah. And that is if you're looking for a way to, to give financially or to donate, um, there's a really good charity. It's called Agape in Action. And it's basically a, a community of uh, Christadelphian volunteers who are supporting the physical and spiritual needs of children specifically, but also families who live in extreme poverty. So that's a great charity that you guys can support. Um, go send them some love. They have a great sponsorship program. You can sponsor a child. Agape in Action supports project-based activities in Kenya, Uganda, Mozambique, India, and Vietnam. And for sure, if, if you have the ability to donate, we definitely recommend this charity as, as a good place to do that. It's agapeinaction.com, A-G-A-P-E, inaction.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So um, we'll hit you guys again with another podcast as soon as we can. I don't know exactly the schedule we're going to keep to yet. Maybe we'll, we'll try and hammer that down a bit more. But uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. And uh, nice talking to you, Chase. Nice talking to you, Levi.